0: Welcome to On Texas Football, Bobby Burton, your host here. Alongside me, Jerry Hamilton, as usual. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, Colin Simmons, but first I want to introduce you to someone that not everyone, not every Texas fan knows, but Jerry and I have respected and, and followed his work for a decade uh, plus now. That's Shay Dixon. Shea is the uh, editor-in-chief, I believe, of TheBingleTiger.com, longtime uh, LSU follower, knows the LSU beat better than anyone In Jerry and I's opinion, Uh, and, you know, given that Texas just happens to be competing with uh, LSU right now on a certain recruit uh, up in Duncanville, Texas, uh, Jerry and I thought, uh, you know, let's talk to someone and get an opposing view and really think through this and talk about it so that uh, Texas fans uh, could get a sense for where LSU is coming from, really. Uh, Jerry, your thoughts before we welcome Shay Shay in here so you can kind of set him up a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a very few prospects that kind of hold all the cards, right? That um, they, they kind of control their own recruitment, and I think Collins one of those guys. Um, so you know, entering Sunday here, August thinks, I, I think Colin knows where he's going, um, and I think only Colin truly knows where he's going. I think Texas and LSU have both felt a lot of confidence, some confidence. May confidence remains for both of them. Uh, with four days before this announcement, but I think Colin's one of those guys that's uh, very sharp um, in in tune with recruiting, in tune with social media. Um, and and he holds all the cards. And I'm not saying his mom doesn't have a good feel for where he's going, but I think right now one guy knows where he's going, and it's Colin Simmons. Shay, what what are your thoughts on that?
0: because uh, you you clearly have, you know different viewpoints, different sources, et cetera. Uh, what do you think about what Jerry said there and, and maybe uh enlighten us a little bit on on your side?
2: Uh yeah. Well, first off, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh guys, uh Jerry and I go way, way back uh <laughs> when I first got into the business running around on the scout days. And uh I remember when I made the jump to my next stop at 247 before we came to on three. Uh my man Bobby was the guy who picked me up from the airport in Nashville. <laughs> so uh Texas fans uh take it easy on me. I've been running around <laughs> with these two for a long time. Um man I feel Jerry I think that you're right I think that I think Colin knows I do think that Colin likes LSU in Texas very much I think Mm -hmm. that that's always been apparent he's visited those two schools more than any others and his mom everyone else that's sort of involved in this process those two schools have always had an open line of communication with and now that he's set a decision date everyone's asked me who sets a decision date without knowing where they're going well Not a lot of prospects, but if some do, it could be guys like Colin Simmons because, as you noted, they hold all the cards. And when you're a five-star number one edge rusher and you're that valuable of a position, teams are going to fight over you until the end, which is why I've told LSU fans the commitment date is, what, August 10th? We're four days away. The signing date is in December. (laughs) Neither of these teams are going to give up on Colin Simmons, nor is everybody else. So. Uh, whatever happens this week, I think that, uh, even from talking to, to people around the LSU side and sources, they know, Hey, look, if this goes LSU's way, that just means it's four more months of having to hold on tight and recruit them. So, uh, it'll be an eventful week. I also think it'll be an eventful four or five months here.
0: <laughs> I, I, let me ask you this and, and Jerry and you and Shay both, uh, what are some of the things that, that lean one way or the other? Like what is LSU selling that is different than texas and what is texas selling maybe that's different than lsu and how how is this all playing out uh, jerry or, or shay either one of you want to start go ahead shay
2: i think one thing lsu selling is obviously their track record of nfl development um you know they sit up there with a lot of kind of the the main teams in terms of producing nfl talent year over year i think they're selling them on the reality of Uh, that any team can pitch him on, uh, that you're going to be uh, a star, you're going to be featured, Uh, and that with Brian Kelly here now, I mean, they won a national championship with Les Miles, they won a national championship with Nick Saban prior to that, they won a national championship with Ed Orgeron, then they hit those back-to-back 500 finishes in the regular season to end the Ed Orgeron era, and Brian Kelly comes in in year one, and they get to double-digit wins, they get uh, to what the SEC championship by winning the SEC West and beating Alabama in overtime, which is something LSU would struggle to do, whether it was Orgeron or Les Miles over that stretch of time with beating Alabama. So I think that LSU's on a bit of an upward trajectory again, and they're pitching him on that. Um, but I also just think it's the reality of relationships. And I go back to which out-of-state school or which school beyond Texas has Colin actually taken very seriously and really put a lot of time into, and it's LSU. Um, he's made, I counted it up the other day, and maybe we don't have all of our visits tracked exactly right, but LSU in Texas, at least on on three's uh, kind of schedule of where they've been, the timeline, each school has gotten him to campus, I think, eight times in the past like 14 months, 16 months, something like that. So I think LSU is just leaning on the relationships they've built and how they can kind of carry that over to the next level with them.
0: Is that Frank Wilson who's recruiting him? Because I know, uh, unfortunately, LSU's had some issues at defensive line coach. And our thoughts go out to that uh, coach as well. But is that Frank Wilson that's developed that relationship? Is it the whole staff? Is it anybody in particular?
2: So it's interesting. They've had LSU's had kind of a lot of turnover on defensive line coaches. But right now, how Brian Kelly has it set up and Matt house, the defensive coordinator, they have an edge coach and then a D line coach and Colin obviously would fit into the edge group. So John Jancic uh, who's coached at a number of sec schools over the years and has been an analyst with LSU. He moved on to an on-field role uh, doing some special team stuff, but is also in charge of the edge guys. So he's built a good relationship up with Colin. Frank Wilson's involved here. There's guys behind the scenes, obviously Uh, that play a big role these coaches can't do all the heavy lifting so uh, guys like sherman wilson uh, have put in a lot of time but i would say probably a lot like texas that it's been a real staff effort when you're recruiting a kid at this who's this talented who's got this kind of ranking you can't just put a coach on him or a coach and a personnel person you have to have all hands on deck and i think that's sort of been the approach so they have guys who are closers yes and brian kelly's involved everything like that but For me, and when I say staff effort, I mean coaches, personnel, everybody that's involved with either communicating with recruits or once they get to campus, spending time with them and their families. Uh, And over these couple of years, they've sort of built up that bond with this new staff. Remember LSU's uh, Brian Kelly came in and really cleaned house. And that was December, January, um, coming up, what, now a year and a half. So uh, that group together now, I think, has really put a lot of time into Colin.
0: Thanks for that answer and, and response, Shay. Really thought out well. Um, Jerry, uh, on the opposite side, Texas sits there. Uh, they have some things that they're pitching as well. There may be some overlap, as Shay mentioned, uh, with anybody of Colin Simmons' caliber, right? Uh, what, what's the Texas angle on this that gives them uh, maybe a, a, a different uh, perspective than what uh, Shay just mentioned as a positive for LSU?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I want to uh, start by kind of saying, adding on to something Shay Shea said on the LSU side, because we try to cover both of it, right? Is I've been to of Vaughn countless times, right, whether it's football or basketball, but you always walk in the football offices. And since I've talked to Colin uh, sophomore year, really, right, uh, when it really started amping up for him, um, he likes LSU. He likes Baton Rouge. He likes the combination there. He's got a comfort feel there. I think he feels comfortable at Texas too, but he really does like LSU and he likes Baton Rouge. And I've said that on Inside Texas on these videos for months now. Um, from the Texas perspective, I, I think what's interesting there is: look, he's on that area along I twenty. John Tay Cook, Malik Muhammad, all those guys that Steve Sarkeesian and that staff, when they came to Texas, uh, the prior staff that ha- had, the prior staff had left some major holes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so that's been one of the big repair jobs for Texas under Steve Sarkisian is along I-20 and in DFW area in general. And so they've done very well well there. And, you know, a lot of those kids grew up playing youth football, football, basketball, whatever together. They all know each other. They know each other a long time. So there's a lot of comfort from a player standpoint, guys on campus at Texas um, And I think that's a small part of it. Right. But it, everything helps you, like Shay said, in this recruitment, you know, the recruiting staffers, whoever deal with not only Colin, but but his circle, his mom, uh, the, the family. Um, but, you know, look, the one thing about Texas is they have not They signed Kelvin Banks at left tackle. Right. And he's a freshman All-American. And part of that thing with Colin Simmons is. They haven't had that edge guy. They have good players, but they haven't had that edge guy in a recruiting class, the Kelvin Banks level guy. And, you know, that's an opportunity that I think Colin knows he has at Texas uh, where to be that kind of that trailblazer for Steve Sarkeesian and his staff, kind of the way Kelvin Banks was at left tackle the a future first-round pick. So I think that's part of it as well as knowing – you can come in and be the guy and change the trajectory, help change the trajectory of a position um, uh, under Steve Sarkeesian. And then look, I've gone back to this. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put
0: LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.
1: The first time I ever talked to Colin Simmons, hes I mean, he said he's going to play in the SEC. And Miami's a hat on the table, but they aren't getting Colin Simmons. And not, neither was Oregon, neither were these other teams. This has been an SEC recruitment. So Texas moving into the SEC, that put them there with LSU. These were the two teams. As soon as Texas was going to the uh, SEC and that became official, these were going to be the two teams. A&M's tried, Georgia's tried. He really liked Florida, but he wasn't going to go to Florida, even though he'd been out there a couple times. I mean, this really took this to Texas versus LSU. And like Shay said, I mean, six, seven, eight visits each. This is where this thing was headed for a while, if you just follow the visits alone. Uh so I think that it's a big recruitment for Texas. He's at Duncanville High School, um, number one edge player in the country, the number one ranked player in the state. But that also makes it a huge recruitment for LSU and Texas A&M and anybody trying, because that's a huge, that's a huge win for whoever gets Colin Simmons.
2: Look, I, I wanna I'll say too, to add on, just to give Texas fans some more perspective here of I think one thing you said is dead on. LSU can't pitch SEC here versus Texas because Texas is coming to the SEC. So that's one thing, obviously people kind of gloss over it, but that's one of the biggest reasons Texas is coming to the SEC is because now you've eliminated that pitch. You are not only in the biggest conference with the best competition and best players, but you now also can be able to go up against an LSU, a Georgia Bama and not have them say, this is a big 12 versus an SEC thing. So that's interesting. And I'm glad you laid it out like that about Duncanville and, and really just, as you said, Texas getting back in it with guys in the area. Whenever LSU emerged as a player for not only Colin Simmons and Caden Durham, but not only Colin Simmons, but also Caden Durham. And they've offered some other guys on the Duncanville team to Cory and Moore for next year, Javion on holiday for next year. LSU doesn't have a great presence in Dallas and at a school like Duncanville, they've put kids at A&M, Texas, OU, you name it. There's not many that have gone to lsu that i can recall if any so lsu has tried they've made a very concerted effort to go from we're a program that has a huge alumni base in houston and have always recruited houston very well to can we get into dallas and they've started to get into dallas more and to be able to get into south dallas right now at duncanville i said from the start i'll be this is 16 months ago and everyone thought caden durham was going to end up at oklahoma Nobody knew where Colin Simmons was going to end up. It was going to be very tough to beat Texas, but LSU was putting in a lot of time and effort. And I said, if they can come away with one of these guys, it would be a success because LSU doesn't, doesn't have any track record at Duncanville. So I've just been impressed by the LSU side of things. I do think that I feel very good about them getting Caden Durham. Mm -hmm. I don't think Caden Durham and Colin Simmons are package deals. Even if they are go to the same school, they're announcing on the same day. agree they could be best friends in the world i've never once been told by anybody close to even any of their recruitments that they were a package deal so for them to at least get one i thought was a big deal for us to be sitting here and debating lsu maybe getting two kids out of duncanville is very foreign territory for lsu
1: and, and by the way decorian moore um there was some chatter about him possibly committing august 10th i'm sure sales sales say the same thing i got a text us more and said that's not happening so now but again Decorian Moore is Texas, LSU, USC is probably third there. Again, this could be another five-star guy that's headed for a Texas LSU uh, finale at Duncanville and, and the number two receiver in the class in, in, in the country in 2025.
0: Hey, guys, and that's not going to be the last one. Oh, I mean, no. By the way, I mean, given the the way the SEC is, I mean, to that shade just put it up there, right? I mean, right. and that's what we need to be accustomed to. Texas Texas hasn't really fought LSU for that many players over the years. They, it's kind of tangential, right? If they're going to the SEC, it's LSU AM battle. If you know, there's a couple here and there. I mean, I'm not saying that Derek Williams, for example, wasn't a battle that Texas won. Um, the point being, LSU has fought more AM OU for guys previous yep. than, than they have Texas. That now may change. Um, and we'll see, we'll see exactly what what occurs because of that. But even to that point, Shay and, and Jerry, this isn't the only one this year. No, I mean in Lafayette, for example, Dominic McKinley, Texas is all in there. I, I know LSU wants him as well. Texas and LSU both fighting for Wardell Mack down in Marrero. Uh, there are others going to be across the board. I think that the, that are going to be there. Uh, Shay, I, I appreciate your time uh, today, bud. Uh, this is uh, illuminating. I hope to some Texas fans. Do you have any final thoughts on, on this topic?
2: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think LSU fans are starting to see that now is that they're going heads up with Texas on more guys. You mentioned Derek Williams a year, or yeah, a year ago, uh, last cycle. It didn't seem like much of a battle. He was on board with Texas and then, you know, LSU was going through staff changes. It just didn't seem like he was going to end up at LSU. And even when you were talking, Bobby, I'm thinking – Caleb on chase on Caden Stearns. I'm like trying to remember any guys over the past decade, maybe that they've been in a really tight battle for where it came down to the end, you know, and uh, with both those guys it obviously did. Now we can sit here and name four or five guys in one class that they're going heads up with. This will just be the beginning, I think. And I'm not again on Colin Simmons. My pick is on LSU, but it's on a confidence just above 50%. And I believe that I truly believe LSU has reasons they could feel confident. Yes, they were the last team to host him, and they got him there for three or four days during that open period in between the two dead periods in July and August. And you'll remember when he was supposed to be the kind of headline visitor Colorado spring game, and Deion Sanders had all these guys coming out there for that. Then all of a sudden, he just pops up on LSU's campus instead. And uh, again, the eight visits or nine visits, whatever it is, it's kind of right there neck and neck with Texas. So I see why LSU would have some confidence, and I can see why – Texas has confidence as well for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, but I just don't think this is going to be the end of us talking, yeah. not just this cycle, but in the future, because you're right, Bobby. It's been ever since AM joined the conference, it's been a lot of LSU versus AM for guys, whether that's in Houston area or not as much Louisiana guys, but Texas guys. Now we're seeing the Louis- Texas battle for Louisiana kids, LSU battle for Texas kids. And that's something that wasn't happening as much with AM. So I'm curious to see the dynamics now that you're going to have all three uh, in the SEC and all three of these schools battling for the same kids in the same areas every year. So yeah. what Shay just said is he'll be on the show every week, right? There. Every week. I'm now the new uh, guest. I'll just uh, stream myself right in.
0: <laughs> I love it, Shay. Shay, we really appreciate it, buddy. Taking your time out of day this Sunday uh, for Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton. And this has been uh, this episode of On Texas Football.